Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome to the Nerds Podcast number 687. Here's the Nerdist Community Corkboard. Philip Stamper runs a weekly updated list of upcoming independent wrestling events at facebook.com slash deskofnatestein, S-T-E-I-N. It includes international organizations like Ring of Honor and Combat Zone Wrestling to smaller organizations in each state and country around the world. Well done, Philip Stamper. It's also a good wrestler name. Ken Edwards is a filmmaker and a podcaster and made a movie about open mics. It's 27 minutes long. It's called The Joke. And you can find it on YouTube by searching The Joke, Ken Edwards with two N's. And Matt Bronger talks about what he's up to lately on his new album release on Nerdist Podcast Network's own Ding Donger with Matt Bronger. Find it on Nerdist.com and iTunes. Bronger's wonderful. Love him on At Midnight. Love him as a comic. Great podcast. Good dude. Uh, if you want to have your stuff submitted to the Nerdist Community Corkboard, then by all means, send us an email at events at Nerdist.com. This episode is Shane West. And he is promoting Salem, which is a show that I watch Sundays, 10 p.m. on WGN. Uh, It's a witch war, people. And uh, so Shane's on, and I believe Janet Montgomery, who uh, plays Mary Sibley, is also going to be on the podcast coming up. But uh, Shane West, super interesting guy, because he's not just an actor. He's not just an actor that's been in Nikita and on Salem and a bunch of, and Walk to Remember and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Also, was in a punk band for a long time. So musician, actor. Good dude, nice guy, really nice guy. Someone that attractive shouldn't be as nice as he is. He's very chiseled, and I was a little intimidated, but he totally put me at ease. Very, very, very sweet guy. And uh, so watch Salem, uh, also enjoy his music, and uh, listen to this episode. Which And now, here is episode number 687 with Shane West. Katie, roll the thing, please. Now entering Nerdist.com. Do you, have, uh, do you have adequate and acceptable slack? I do now. <laughs> I just hate leaning back and then I move yeah, the whole thing. Please, just knock everything. No, you know, fuck this. This is dumb. These water bottles hey, are hey, stupid. It's slightly deformed. It is slightly deformed. Slightly there's there's deformed. a little bit There's a little bit of an Audi. That's why. It's, yep, there's a little, <laughs> little bit of an Audi. <laughs> you know what? God loves it just the same. What? <laughs> he loves these water bottles? Yeah. No, he loves the all-new A3. Oh, that's it's an Audi, guys. Yeah. No, oh, Put your phone in. Starting at twenty nine ninety nine. Association there, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's what I do here. Just associate. 
Shane West, I don't know if you'll remember this. I feel like one year at Comic Con, you guys fucked. That's cool. Yeah, and you I have a son. A lot of alcohol. <laughs> you have a son. So I don't know if I remember that. And I have a son. Uh, I think I would remember that. Part. I think I remember the son part. Here he is. Oh, I got Jack's disease. <laughs> I was going to say, how did he get the height? But all right, Jack's disease, too. Yeah, we we made love in a pile of toxic waste. And uh, (laughs) so sweet. Anyway, there's not really a podcast. I just want to give you your kid so you can go home. Uh, I'm tired of raising him. (laughs) That's your other kid. (laughs) I I, I think, I feel like I was at a party at Comic Con and 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 I did the thing that people do to me and I felt so stupid. That I'm like, why did I just do that? I, I said hello to you as if we knew each other, but it's just because I, had, I knew who you were. But in my brain, it was like, oh, I know. I, we know. We know. But then I was like, afterwards, and you were like, uh, hi. Because I, I feel like I was so familiar. Like, did I literally say, uh, hi? Well, or? no, it wasn't like that. Uh, it was just, I was just more like, hey, man, how you doing? And you were like, oh, hi. I mean, like you were nice about it but it was clear that I think you were trying to work out why is this why do I know Jonah your dads are that, weird well, because I could have been doing the exact same thing yeah. because I feel like I've potentially met you or known you for many years so it could have been having the exact same moment you were having of like crap I didn't know that I knew him yeah that's I so weird him. it's like, so that weird kind of thing I don't know but it was funny that I walked around I was like oh man I just did that thing it's just because I've seen him on him things I've just seen him on stuff pulled the move we don't, pulled actually, the... we don't actually know each other yeah, um, but uh, my girlfriend and I are fans of Salem and awesome. Uh, awesome. watched uh, I'm behind on season two just because of travel but season one right. we, we banged out in a couple of days like yeah. it was one of those like no, no, I, you're making it sound no banging out like we just watched the show with our yeah no um, that's what I thought you meant your son he's is special still <laughs> yeah <laughs> he is very that's special what I, that's what I thought you, you meant yeah. he's a special boy aren't you a special boy yeah, yeah. He's a, <laughs> okay are you pooping right now no I'm just growing so <laughs> fast it hurts <laughs> So what would that make he's his age be? <laughs> he's, uh, he's two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah. Okay. It's right. <laughs> a shitty gift. Two and three quarters. I want a yeah. greeting card. My, says that. my hair hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have an eye in my armpit. I don't know what's happening. All the molecules are forming too fast. <laughs> Oh, thank you. But uh, we're fan- we're fans of Salem, and I uh, am I am I to understand that in season two of Salem that you get to have your actual hair on the show and not the uh, the John Alden hair? Yes, I do. That's good. That's it goes good. Through a pretty incredible uh, transformation in the beginning of season, <laughs> I still have the hair in episode one of right. season two, um, and then it gets shorn. So uh, I I don't know. It was a very to me when we started this show, we knew obviously it was kind of a fantastical take on this period of time in American history, having the witches be real and things like that. But at this, and we, we enjoyed that, but at the same time we were trying to make it as realistic as possible. Sure. Especially in the first season. When we got to the end of the season and so many things were thrown off, like bathtubs, there were no bathtubs back then. You were standing up in a bathtub. You weren't, lounging and they had these beautiful ornate bathtubs and we're like all right i think we're kind of <laughs> kind of just not just... giving up but we're making this really just gonna look cool at this point. right so we're not gonna do that all right so then i was like well i'm the only one with the hair like everybody else is usually like all the other guys had short hairdos and back then no one really had a, a short hairdo so finally at the end with all the problems that that wig gave me 
mentally, physically, and emotionally, we, uh, we moved on. The <laughs> and, you fired uh, the wig. Yes, we fired the wig. Yes. It is. It, I mean, the, one of the things about that show that is uh, that I, that I'm watching it and going, it might, look, the, the, everything, the costumes are so intricate. That everything, and you're just traipsing around in the mud all day. It's just like in these... Destroying those costumes? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and Joseph, our costume designer, who's phenomenal, uh, he's getting half this stuff from China. He just spends his summers in China and brings back all this amazing uh, um, silk and uh, fabric and puts this stuff together. Now, for me, I'm not wearing anything that's... I'm wearing stuff that he, he deems appropriate and what might look cool but right. it's not i don't think any of my stuff is very expensive or anything like that but uh <laughs> it's yeah we're sweating in it it's we shoot in shreveport louisiana it's incredibly humid uh and then it's incredibly cold in the winter um so we're sweating in it we're attacked by mosquitoes the weather it's we're destroying his uh his you know art piece and my you are from louisiana is that correct i am originally you're yeah. from baton rouge Baton Rouge. that's right but we're not i mean it's still a four-hour drive from shreveport it's a five-hour drive to new orleans um so it was close to being home my dad's there my family's there my little sister's there um but it was still a you know for i didn't want to go home every weekend of course uh, i still would like to potentially sit on the couch and watch tv <laughs> uh, and relax you know is there is Shreveport? I've, I've actually I haven't been to Shreveport. What is there, there? There must be a couple of at least local haunts that the whole Salem cast descends upon. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's about it. A couple. Like that's all <laughs> yeah. we got. Um, it's a small town. It's not Shreveport. The, the people are amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's fun for me to be a part. Uh, like it was always kind of a joke in my career that I've been doing this for about fifteen years now that I couldn't would never film in Louisiana. Somehow it was just never going to work out. And so when I finally got it, it's exciting to be there. It's exciting to be. Uh, close to home, so to speak. But um, in Shreveport, there isn't a whole hell of a lot to do, uh, unless you like gambling. Uh, there's plenty of casinos. Uh, they have a crazy law, maybe because of the gambling on the river, on the riverfront, that you can drink in bars on Fridays and Saturdays until six o'clock in the morning. You could still smoke cigarettes inside the bars. Sure, it's a town that kind of hasn't. Let's go Let's downtown. Go. <laughs> downtown Let's go. Because of that, yeah. smoke cigarettes, bars over till six, Tr- gambling trust everywhere. Me, trust me, it gets old quick. But uh, <laughs> it would never get old a, for me. Be a fun weekend. <laughs> it becomes Reno. One real weekend. Fast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, then it goes that wrong. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, I've dealt with Reno. Yeah. Um, and um, but but the food is pretty good, and the the people are great. The, we have our little Superior Steakhouse, which is the steakhouse that we always go to, and then we had our. Um, Bar the Stray Cat, which was kind of a local haunt that all the cast and the producers went to. A lot of production is down in Shreveport, though, right? Don't, don't a lot of oh, yeah. movies like there's a, it's yeah. a high high amount. It gets some uh, high traffic, but it's pushing more south now, and it's oh, getting down it? towards bat, like Magnificent Seven. The the remake of that film is going to be in in Baton Rouge, and the Pitch Perfect movies have been in Baton Rouge and uh, oh, wow. uh, New Orleans. The new series that WGN is also doing on on the Underground Railroad called Underground is also shooting in Baton Rouge. So Shreveport's been losing some stuff lately. We're the oh, only shit. we're kind of the only ones right now keeping them going in the entertainment industry. Um, but I'm sure they'll get something else soon. Because yeah. Louisiana, in general, has like the best tax breaks in the country, right? They're supposed to, but yeah. it changes all the time. Yeah. Texas, Texas wrestles with them all the time. There, there's random things shooting in like Mississippi uh, that didn't really have an entertainment industry uh, as much. Atlanta's taking things over. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta's got a lot of series going on. Yeah, so. for sure. Yes, it's well because Atlanta, Atlanta has all of the Turner stuff. Like most of the Turner stuff there, okay. and obviously not all, but they have most. Yeah, right. They have most of the Turner stuff there, 
and then, you know, because Atlanta is enough of a, like, it's just enough of a city that people are like, oh, I could go, you know, I could live in Atlanta for a while. Mm-hmm. But now it's getting to the point where people are getting priced out. Like, it, it's starting to, it's starting to get really? very expensive to live in Atlanta. Yeah, and everyone, yeah, like, little five points. I, like, uh, I was there recently, and people were saying, like, yeah, same thing's happening. Like, these condos are coming up, just like any wow. like, hip area and any, like, outside of any city. The same thing's happening just because people are moving there because it's like there's so many digital jobs c- coming up outside of Turner. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. Adult Swim and TBS, everyone like, so there's tons of people moving there. Yeah, and you have any, yeah, if you're, they, I, I know some people here in Los Angeles that aren't, aren't, aren't exactly working out here that are yeah. like, you know, fuck it, I'm going to, going to Atlanta. I think it's yeah, rare. I've had a couple like, friends okay. move to Atlanta in the yeah, past year. I think years. it's rare when you try. meet an actor and you find out. Oh, you're shooting here? Like people, you shoot every. I feel like most people shoot unless you're like on a sitcom. You shoot everywhere else but Los Angeles. When there's a show, especially a series that is films that's not a you know an hour drama that films in in L.A. Now it's it's a miracle. (laughs) It just doesn't. It's like when you are when you are you have to think about it because it changes your life. If you're married and you have kids, obviously that's something you have to think about. Um, And you. All of a sudden, you you say you're in your pilot season, whatever that may be nowadays, um, and you look at three three new shows. N- most likely, it's not going to be in Los Angeles, so you have to think: Can I go for 13 episodes somewhere else? Can I, uh, Walking Dead in Atlanta? Can yeah. Can I go do that? Um, can I do 24 episodes in Vancouver? Can I, you know, and that kind yeah. of and it's it's incredible what you have to think about nowadays. Yeah, because well, because Walking Dead, Dead, especially in Toronto, right? What Fear the Walking Dead's in Toronto. Fierce. Are they shooting in Toronto? Yeah, yeah. It's set in in LA. Yeah, set in LA, shooting in Toronto. They're going to shoot in Toronto. Yeah. Well, because. I just did. Nikita, my last series was 22 episodes in Toronto for four years. Oh, gosh. That's cold. That's. It gets cold up there. It is very cold. But, you know, Toronto's the entire winter. Toronto's a nice city, though. It's a great city. Toronto's a good city. Where they shoot uh, Walking Dead is. It's, it's rural. It's like it's not in it's Atlanta. It's got to be outside proper. of Atlanta. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's making way out, way, way out. I'm familiar with all areas of Toronto thanks to Love It or Listed on HGTV. Oh, Jesus Christ. Tune in, folks. <laughs> she knows. Okay. Are you Listen, we've been over this. I watch a lot of HGTV. I got lost on that. <laughs> like, well, okay. So okay. basically, a, a, a couple comes in and they... Uh, They're they, not a couple. They just act like it. They know they each other like, so well. Like a couple of people. Right, a couple of people. Oh, so let's say you have yeah. a house, Shane. Okay. You have a house. Right. And so two people will come in. One of those people will try to convince you to remodel your existing home for a certain amount of money. Okay. The other person is a real estate agent. And he will convince. He will try to convince you. Don't waste your money. Don't right, list right. it. Right. Let's for this amount of money, you could go live in this whole other new thing, which would require no work or this much work yep. or to suit, suit your needs. And they usually love it. Yeah. They rarely list it because they really? get a fucking full remodel and then. That and makes go, sense. Well, I'm going to stay. Do you own? Do you, do you I'm own a house? Actually, in the process of selling my house right now. You are, so I should be watching this show. <laughs> and I should have. You're listing around. It. Maybe I should have loved it. You're listing um, it. I'm listing it. Yeah, you're I listed house. it, and uh, it's currently, you know, in escrow. So oh, good. Go well. in Lo- in Lo- you're selling your house in, in Los LA? Angeles. Yeah, nice. Yeah, um, it, it's been nine years, and uh, that's that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm 36, so that was through most of my young adult life and uh, I had a lot of fun there and uh, it was it was good times and I loved the place but it was a lot of work um, more work than I expected a lot of stairs mm-hmm. uh, just constant things going wrong which I know was a part of being a homeowner but in this particular case it was it, it just wasn't for me anymore at this point I needed something smaller I haven't even begun to look so I just got back from filming Salem and I've been here for two days so I've decided to stay in a hotel for a month 
uh, which is a waste of money, but a lot of fun. <laughs> it is kind of fun. Uh, Colossal it's, waste of money. It but is, but you really know, nice. if, if yeah. you're able to do it, it's fun to do it once in a while just to not I'm, have to worry about any of it. It's That's, that's incredibly nice. And um, I've sworn to do the month. And not to go, well, maybe July, maybe <laughs> August. And it's then get, get so a call easy. from, uh, yeah. Well, from the, the air conditioning that. always oh. works here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, right. that's right. God. Just, uh, the towels are changed every all morning. The sheets. Someone just makes the bed <laughs> all the time. I come in and it's all. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, I'm going to spend this month also trying to, to look for a new place, but I haven't found one yet. And You're I, I know I want I do. I want to stay on the east side. Yeah. I like the east side a lot. The best, yeah. yeah. I, I, my, my, my house is on the east side of town, too. And and it is, it is it, it, you do have to get used to living in a house. I'm so, I was so used to being around other people, like being in an apartment building or being... Or being in a lot of hotels from right being now, on if the you road. hear a noise, it's probably a ghost. It's probably yeah. a ghost, or someone breaking in, or That's someone breaking like. in <laughs> to turn me into a ghost. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I, I really, I really do. I mean, it, you just. Home invasion is just one of those things that you just. <laughs> well, that's can't... how I found the homeless lady outside my house. I was like laying in bed. It was like three o'clock in the morning. Dory was out of town, and I heard someone cough. And I was laying in my bedroom, and I was like, "That." I just thought to myself, "I thought oh, it must be the neighbor upstairs." And I was like, "Oh, I don't live in an apartment anymore." <laughs> <laughs> that could have been. That's one of the more frightening things I think I could ever hear. A cough. Yeah. In the middle of the it was night. A cough, and then I was like, "Oh, that's probably." And yeah. then I went to the window and I looked out there and I saw her and then i just grabbed my giant surefire flashlight and went outside and just flashed right in her eyes and she was charging her cell phone that's so weird <laughs> it's like did you let her finish charging it no i was like how was go, she charging go. her cell phone to one of the outdoor outlets to an outdoor outlet yeah okay. she was wow. plugging it in one of the outdoor outlets that's why i suggest if you like live in a house that you might be kind of creeped out by just get a cat because you can just use a cat as any it's like it was like it's the cat <laughs> what if someone's breaking into your house? The, the window cat is slamming. Do anything? Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's the cat breaking into the house. I think the cat's breaking into the house. Yeah, yeah. The cat's watching the cat well, the break into the house. Human form and is killing. It. Yeah. Uh, people hate cats. <laughs> no, I set up. I, I set up. Uh, there's cameras like all around. Yeah, that's what I have now. After that, my house incident. now. Have that's six that cameras. Yep, I have yeah. fake cameras all up around the house. What? Just to, like, yeah. like oh, the guy. No, Jonah, don't say it on this. Oh no, that's where I live. The address is. When the when they like uh, the guy was uh, like uh, like flipping the house that we bought, uh, like he put a bunch of like cameras because there was like no fence yet. So he's like, I had to put up cameras, and once I put up cameras, stuff got stuff getting stolen. Like people just saw it and walked away. Oh wow! They yeah. just knock I mean, the cameras down and steal the cameras. No, no, they they didn't get close to the cameras. Hey, wait a minute! Yeah. These aren't attached to anything. Break out of the house! <laughs> There's no wires, but this in this day and age. Yeah. Need wires, yeah. I guess. yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it, it it is a little bit of an adjustment to you know like live in a live in a, a grown up house when hotels are perfectly comfortable places. Absolutely. <laughs> no space. Not a lot of space. But, no, yeah, but, but having you know, that space in a house is just yeah. I mean, we, but in a house, you only really go to a couple of places in your. It's like you don't really utilize all of the space in your house. You all, well, you, you don't because it's. Four floors. All right. Well, don't, <laughs> well, it was a similar th- the thing that it, that it's absolutely true. Like I I noticed that if I purposely did not put a, a, a fridge in my bedroom because I never would have left. It was a it was a weird floor where I had I had my own exit from the house into my bedroom and an uh, an, an entrance into the kitchen. 
Um, so I was like, I'm yeah. not putting a fridge here. I will not see the house. Yeah. Everything else is here. There's you have no to point. force yourself to <laughs> yeah. d- at least, you have at to least leave a bread come yeah. 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 Right. You have to go to this bathroom to yeah. brush my teeth. Right, right. But you, uh, I, I want to talk about your music uh, sure, career sure. because it's, it's, it's funny to, it, it's, it's pretty amazing when you go down one path and it's like, oh, this other path re- reveals itself. And then you start having a very successful acting career, and then you—it's almost a which one? Which one do you choose? Yeah, that that that. Um, well, I guess when I started uh, anything uh, uh, for for in the entertainment industry, uh, I was around seventeen, and um, my parents were in bands when I was growing up in Louisiana, and they were in. in so I was born in seventy-eight, so that was the whole. Well, I guess the birth of punk rock, and also the end of it. Uh, and the birth of new wave and all that kind of stuff. So my mom was like in an all new wave band, all girl new wave band. And my dad was like in a clash type type band. So it was like a lot of the music that I was listening to. I'm sorry. What were they called? What were the bands called? Do you know? Okay, So my mom's band was called the parallels. That's a good name. I always kind of wish someone would take it. I think they still might. Uh, well, now they will. Um, (laughs) sorry, mom. Um, but then my dad was in the, uh, the U S times. Nice. So, uh, and, uh, they were a lot of fun. They still are. When, when I listen to their stuff now, it's, it's, I'm kind of in now. Um, so for me, that's what I thought I'd do. The acting, my mom moved us out to Los Angeles. became a thing where I, I thought I'd give it a try because I was running into a lot of people that were doing it. And I was a huge movie buff and just a big fan of, of movie and television anyway. Um, but I literally lived in a garage and I had a garage band um, and started auditioning at the same time. And the acting thing kind of took off a little bit quicker. And the, you know, the music, I mean, that could go, that could never happen. I guess acting could never happen either. But the, the music was, you know, playing a lot of places like the gig on Melrose, which oh, doesn't yeah. exist anymore. And the gig off of Pico, which doesn't exist anymore. Oh, that place, place called sucked. The Joint. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> I fucking played that place once. <laughs> you, yeah, real shit. We played that a lot. Yeah. yeah. It was... Not fun. Yeah. But, I, I mean, it was I, exciting just to play, but yeah. No, nah, not with this. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it the was, place just sucked, It period. was like my yeah. last grab of just like, uh, it's like I, I couldn't get like any of my own bands going when I moved out here. And then some guy was like, you can be in my band. I was like, sure. Yeah. I, as I, said, I talked about before, Science and the Lab Rats. And mm-hmm. I was just like, awesome uh, I was like I, I, I like, the guy was like, he basically just sounded like, like the Ramones or like Screech and Weasel or the Queers or some of that. But like, I was like, do you know those bands? He's like, never heard of them. I was like, oh, you're just a weird Then we're in net. trouble. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like fucking like, you know. Jonah, like, Jonah's a drummer, so he's a, he's a little okay. tied to. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just. Well, I love Screech and Weasel. Yeah. yeah they were like yeah, one yeah. of my favorite bands. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it was just one of those things where it's like, I the songs were catchy and I was like, I'll play. And it was just, we played there and it sucked. I got a bottle thrown at me. <laughs> Well, it was thrown at him, I, th- I believe, but I, he dodged You choose to believe. Yeah, the drummer yeah. moved slightly. Yeah. And then uh, we played the garage. Uh, I played the garage. Yeah. yeah. And I was yeah. so sick, and I was like, I can't play. Holy. I'm so, I'm, I'm, I got food poisoning or something. I don't feel good. And he's like, You got to be dedicated to the science. <laughs> <laughs> Named their own band, you yeah. got to be dedicated to. And That's like, always uh, true. And so, like, it's like the, the grossest thing where it's like we're playing, and it was like one of those things where it's like a about to be the end of a song where it's like a big, you know, floor time snare hit, okay. and I threw up 
right as I was coming down. And so as I as I hit the drums, it was like an 80s music video where it all just splashed right back up in a mist all Kid, over Kid, the crowd me. went bananas. Yeah, you yeah. got to do that every night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it's your Classic. thing. Yeah. 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 If anyone was watching, it would have gotten a response. That's when they changed the name to the Science of Vomit, and yeah. every show, yeah. Yeah. Jonah had to throw up. Yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, that was I was just like, no, I was like no oh, video, no. of course. No video. No, not even a, like a Polaroid. No, I would have <laughs> like, burned no, no God damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. Yeah, it's we with the band. I mean, I started off literally as a three piece. It was more of like a. I was really into uh, um, Rancid. I was really into Green Day. Yeah, um, that was Hall of Famers. Back. Green Day. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. What a transition that band went from. Um, but those were the kind of bands that I was, you know, uh, playing with a Swedish pop punk band called Mill and Colin that I really loved. I remember Mill and Colin. Like, yeah. I love those guys. And, um, <laughs> And thanks to later on in life, when I started playing with the Germs, I got to actually uh, meet those guys. Mill and Colin, oh, no which way. was a trip for me. And of course, they were, didn't know who Mill and Colin was, but for yeah, yeah. me, it was, you know, it, was, it was kind of a weird dream come true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just it became a thing where we had a lot of fun. We got uh, we were first called Average Joe, and then we changed it to when we realized that can't be that couldn't be copywritten. Uh, we changed it to Johnny Was for a while, and um, played some played some decent shows and. Never got signed, but we tried for a while. And then, yeah, we hit that moment of where the acting was clearly doing better at the time. And what I sometimes sacrificed doing some jobs and things like that to go on tour with uh, my band, Johnny Was. And uh, I had to kind of try and balance it out. And that's tough. You know, I yeah. feel like. Not everybody can have a dog star, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, or yes, P. Yes. That was it. I think, well, I think, that's I think, the thing is, there was such a name already, or even Jared Leto, like, he, he had put himself out there. So it's like people knew who he was when yeah, he decided to completely stop for a while. And then of course comes back and wins an Oscar. But yeah. you know, like, you know, there, it, there's, it's, it's a difficult thing to do at the, at the same time. I don't think we can count Bruce Willis and yeah. Russell Crowe's band. <laughs> the return and, you know, of Bruno. Right. That was his record. <laughs> I think it's funny to, yeah, I think it's yeah. funny to sit down Unreal. with the, with your band and be like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to grow up and take this acting job. Like, it's yeah. almost like, right. like that your adult job is like, well, I got to you know, I gotta go. I got to go be a performer. Yeah, I can't, I can't talk about uh, love lost and, and uh, <laughs> crying on the toilet and uh, like Blink-182 songs all the time. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was, but actually what transitioned it fully was I had started work on, uh, work, working on ER and then I booked a film called What We Do Is Secret, which was about, uh, the germs and it took three years to make that damn film. Um, and we kept losing finances, kept coming back, but we learned all this, all the actors learned the songs. We were taught by the actual germs, Pat Smear and Don Bowles and Lorna Doom. Uh, and it became kind of like a family, uh, over, over the three years of my hiatuses in between ER, I would go and work on this, on this damn film that became truly a labor of love. Um, that when I started kind of, joining the band in a way and then playing these small shows with the actual band and me being the lead singer who uh, play, uh taking over for Darby Crash who was such an iconic uh figure um I realized I can't do the music I was doing before anyway because now I'm like realizing oh this is this is more punk rock which I didn't expect to necessarily do it's much much easier to sing or to scream. Like I didn't want to play drums and that impossibly fast or a guitar, which just shredding. I just couldn't do that. That, and it was, we weren't trying to sell records. We weren't trying to get signed because the germs had already been 
sign so a, a little bit back in the day. Yeah. So it was like, wow, I'm close to 30. This is what I should be doing if I'm going to be doing this. Right. Um, so it was, it was, it was, they understood and they even saw the transition happening. They were coming to some of the shows and they were like, this is not the same when we play. <laughs> like it's yeah. not people trying to kill you actually on stage. This is crazy, <laughs> but I get that you're having the time of your life and this is what you want to do. And so that was at least my musical transition from one, I guess, subgenre to a little bit more of a real punk rock. Do you feel like, well, music's always, music's not going anywhere. I mean, at right. any point you could go back right. if you, mm-hmm. if you wanted to, mm-hmm. or do you ever, when you're on location, you're like, I'm just going to go play at this bar. I'd love to. I, you know, I get that, that feeling anytime I go to a show, you start to get the, the urge to be, to be on stage again. Um, I think with one of the coolest things that happened with, uh, with the germs coming back together is Pat Smear reunited with Dave Grohl during that time and was asked back in the Foo Fighters. So it really changed uh, Pat's, they changed everyone's lives, but Pat's life uh, went kind of full circle in a weird way. Um, and rejoined on that. Then I went to, off to shoot Nikita for four years in Toronto. Pat was a part of the Foo Fighters again. So we haven't really played in five years. We played one secret show recently at the Echoplex last, la- around last Christmas for uh, Benefit, and we couldn't find Lorna Doom. We couldn't no. find her, like, we, we lost, which is typical. I'm sure she's fine, but it was just typical in this punk rock world, and just couldn't find the thing. So we had Charlotte from the Go-Go's play nice. uh, to replace her, which was the first Germ show that was, it was actually, we called it Germs A Go-Go, which was from their first album, <laughs> Whiskey A Go-Go. So it kind of worked out in a nice. weird way. Um, but, you know, I think we'll play again. But it's got to be one last time, I think. Right. I'm talking to friends about potentially putting something together. But once again, it's going to go with that same ethic. It doesn't need to sound like the germs or it doesn't need to sound like Black Flag or anything like that. But it, I want it to be the ethic of we're not going to sell. We're going to play what we want to play. Right. We're not going to try and get a deal. We're not, if, if that happens, great. I'll laugh. But we're not going to try and do that. We're just going to have fun. Is that ultimately the essence of what you think it should be about is, liter- is, is not – like, when does that other stuff start getting in the way, do you think? That- I think if you're poor, like a lot of musicians <laughs> are, like I've been, like you, 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 I think that changes a lot of the times. You know, you want it to be what, that, 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 that's what it's about, that it's, you know, you're true to your, to your form, to your medium and things like that, but you also need to make some money. You also, like, sometimes they don't want to live on the floor or live on the couch or in a garage like I did. So you, you, that changes sometimes. I guess that goes into the whole you know, sell out terminology as well. Sure. And uh, why Green Day can't go back to Gilman Street. Where but they, they started, did. They but... played there two weeks ago. Did they do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Went, yeah. Didn't know this. Yes. Yeah, right. so I, I like I went online, checked out the set list mm. from. Was it all their from, first like, from, couple like slappy uh, hours nice. to Kerplunk all the way up? Nice. That's yeah. great. I was pretty, pretty stoked. To that's hear about cool. That. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I guess once you get the, you know, Hall of Fame, they're going to let you back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it's almost kind of punk rock to be like, Fuck you, we're coming here anyway. Oh, all right. Well, I think you kind of can in a way. You would yeah, like yeah I mean, a parking lot. You know? Even like Billy Joe, like he has, he had another band, um, the Pinhead Gunpowder. Pinhead Gunpowder, yeah. and I saw them like you know, like know, maybe like eight years ago at a like a warehouse space in Long Beach, right. and there's Billy Joe like wheeling in his own amp uh, out of a van that he drove That's down cool. with the other guys from the Bay Area. So it's like right. you know, I'm like, oh, there's this millionaire 
like right. wheeling in his own amp. For for him, it's like I don't think there's any, a big separation between like Green Day is this other thing, and that's the thing that kind of brings him money. But then he has this other band that like you know he, you know he puts out the records now. Side project, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's uh, like it's I don't think there's any real separation. It's like you know for him, it's just making music, and that band is like that, and the other band is like this. So I think you can do it. I think it's just like different art projects. You know, you know, like right. it's the difference between like a painting and a video or uh, acting. I do, you know? I do think comfort mm-hmm. is the enemy of punk yeah. you know like the, when you start when you start getting comfortable in any way it's like well you're not really fighting against anything anymore and then you you know like well you can always find yeah. stuff to fight like i mean yeah. that's why they got they got political because they they didn't have to complain about you know not getting girls or not getting stoned or, you know, right that uh, yeah which is usually you know i guess that would be the flag for a lot of pop punk especially yeah. but yeah. yeah you yeah you get political i mean i, I think you know some bands keep going like I became, thanks to the germs, friends with a lot of people that I you know, grew up listening to. And the adolescents are great. They were like yeah. one of the originals. And they're still going. They're still, still writing, going. They're still great. writing good stuff, you know, new yeah. stuff. And sometimes it's like, yeah, it's environment issues, you know, yeah. whatever you can kind of complain against uh, yeah. or for. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you can, keep, you can keep doing it. It's, yeah, it's bad fun. religion still continues to be just, yeah. yeah, they sound the exact same. Pennywise, the yeah. same thing. Yeah, same yeah exactly. Thing. Yeah. Descendants are still, you know, right. talking about farting in vans. You right. Know, right. I guess you could do that. Rage yeah. Against the Florence and the Machine. That's just a band uh, project that I'm working on. Oh, yeah, that cocked. Ready just, to go. Yeah, I'm just going to write punk songs just about Florence. I think that's a great name. Go. <laughs> not going to be in trouble at all. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just need to figure out how to do punk music. I'm the least yeah. punk of anyone I know. But that was like, the whole by point. Because the S, well, that means maybe you were. Punk. I, mean, no, I don't that, think so. Essence, well, I mean, who knows? But the essence of punk is that there isn't a thing. That you're supposed it, to be able to do that. It became a thing. It became like a jacket and a piercing and tattoos and stuff like that. But Elvis Costello was considered punk and Patti Smith was considered punk. Yeah. But I listened to the when, – like, when I look back, I listened to the shamefully worst, oh. most center <laughs> of the – just right down the middle of the road pop, pop music. There is one band that I still absolutely adore – that I loved when I was growing up, and I I, I still love Hall and Oates a hundred percent unironically. Oh, great, I fucking love. They were inducted last year into the Hall of Fame. Well, were they really? Yeah, the Hall yeah. and Oates of Fame, as it was called. I'm actually surprised it took that long <laughs> to get them in. Quest Love inducted them. Oh, did he? Yeah. Wow, Philly. That's that's oh, oh, okay. Yeah, that okay, sense. I wouldn't have thought of that, but yeah. Man Eater. Good song. It's a good song. It's just like yeah. White man funky bass lines. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just yeah. in. Well, the thing is, is I, I, I liked punk rock, but I like rock and roll in general. Um, so it's, it's in whether it's, you know, silly 80s or I love the hair bands. I do. <laughs> I can't help it. The, the, corny as hell, but some of, the, some of the just classic choruses you could ever have. White Snake and Here I Go Again, you know, just Absolutely. things like that. It's like, how do you, how do you, first of all, I could never write that. That's kind of awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure if you were like a punk band and you kind of wrote that, you're like, that's kind of amazing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's a lot of other, there's, there, you, you don't want to look at my iPod. There's a lot of embarrassing stuff in there too. Well, that's but, good though. And I think it's, I think it's good to, I mean, you know, there was this whole idea when I was growing up, it's like, just because of the kind of nerdy cluster of friends that I have, a contingency of them were super punk rock. Because right. they just were, they were just out. They were fringy people and just not, in, not in the norm. And so I right. did, you know, yeah. I had friends who were like, "You gotta listen to Dead Kennedys. You gotta listen." I mean, it's like, and and, and I, uh, but I would constantly kind of get in this argument with them because they would a lot of times they would reject anything 
that smacked. And I'm like, that's the bad you're drug. just the conforming bad, yeah. to nonconformism. You can't say that oh, we're all conformists and you're not a conformist. You're conforming to this other construct. That's the shitty side of it. That's the shitty side of it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> totally. he's just like you. It's like, it's on the radio. Never mind. I hate it. Yeah. You know? Like, listen to the song. Yeah. yeah right. right. No, yeah. I, there's so much stuff I'm going back to now that I just didn't even pay attention to because it was on the radio or was on MTV. Yeah. And it's, it's shitty. But like, you know, you do get over it. And then you do have like a, a decade's worth of music, great music to go and check out. The, yeah. So it's new for the first time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, that, that, is, that is a side effect. It's always a side effect of like not conforming. And at the same time, it's, almost, it's incredibly hypocritical. But it's, it's um, for me, I never was that way. You know, it's like I listen to that music, but I listen to if uh, God, I mean, let's see. I mean, I went to high school in the 90s. So uh, there's a lot. Well, the birth of grunge, you know, mm-hmm. there was plenty of other stuff. Uh, I, I used I didn't like when I first heard it. I can't even believe it because I love them now. But I didn't even really like Metallica or Guns N' Roses because I thought it was a little harsh for a period of time. I'm like <laughs> phenomenal bands and I love them now. But there was like a uh, maybe sophomore year. I thought they were a little too rough. I'll, you know, I'll take my Nirvana. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. But um, at the same time, you know, like, you know, couldn't stand uh, the candle boxes and collective souls and the, the, yeah. the, the, a lot of the bands You're that came right through. about that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, did I write about that? Sorry, guys. But then I love them now. No, um, but that was the transition. But you know, there was like there are bands I like the Gym Blossoms. I did. Yeah, yeah. They were catchy as hell. Very catchy. And yeah. but but they were you know lumped in pansy category. Can't be punk rock and like the Gym Blossoms. No, my, even though they were apparently fully. One of them was fully, full of functioning drug addict. But like you know, yeah. it's like you couldn't like them. They're pansy. Yeah. They were. They were. Um... My, well, I worked at MTV in the 90s, and, my, and our stage manager, who then went on to SNL, was married to the lead singer of the Gin Blossoms. Oh, and they wow. started dating when we were working together, and she was like, yeah, I'm totally in love with the guy from the Gin Blossoms. You and every other girl marry. Now, where's yeah. my coffee? Uh, no, really, but we're like really dating. <laughs> no, I get it. But yeah. I know that's the image that Robin projects. You think you're all dating. I, I got to be on set. I got yeah. 50 single women waiting down there. <laughs> fuck off. All right. Anything I remember. The, I remember. Anything on it's the Empire a... Record soundtrack, oh, yeah. which was really the... Uh, that, that was the movie. That, yeah. that, that, was, the movie. that was the movie that really... Wow. Sugar High, big fan yeah. of that. Sugar High from Ky- Sugar uh, You know the guy's name? Cool. Coyote Shivers. Coyote Shivers. Yeah. I there, met I met him recently. There were a couple. There were a couple of those Rex Manning days right around the corner that really <laughs> were basically like soundtracks. They might as well have just been like KTEL presents. Yeah. yeah. So singles. You, singles. Yeah. Oh, Reality so. bites. Reality, Reality bites. bites for sure. Uh, Empire Records. Empire Records. Uh, you know, Carly Wade had a good soundtrack. That's still I don't the remember 90s. the soundtrack from that one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, I mean, it's I like the movie's named after a replacement song. So. Right, that's true. That's, uh, which is shocking, else, what other but... good soundtracks from the 90s? Wayne's World was a pretty good soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good soundtrack. Yeah, it was. Crucial yeah. Taunt, man. They will. <laughs> Crucial, Crucial Taunt. taunt. <laughs> what was the Ballroom Blitz? That was like... Clue that was sweet. That, but, but it was... But it, yes, yeah. right, right. And I was always thinking of the damned version. Did but, they do... Did... did, um, did uh, on the Wayne's World soundtrack, did they use Crucial Taunt's version of Ballroom Blitz, or did they put Sweet's version of Ballroom Blitz? No, it's, Blitz? it's Crucial Taunt's version. It was version. Crucial It yeah. is! Yeah. Oh, that's and then that was a version that I knew, because I yeah. didn't know anything else. I didn't know, I was like, well, that's a great song. And yeah. I learned uh, the Sweet's version, the Dam's version, things yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, great. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's pretty I thought it was rad. Tia Carrera just rocking Tia on. Tia Carrera, just, like just Red Hot like, Chili Peppers, Black Sabbath, uh, it's all in Wayne's Ballroom World? Blitz, and they say it's by Tia Carrera. Uh, Jim yeah, Hendrix Fossil. I had the cassette yeah. tape. Of course. Uh, and I think it said Tia Carrera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric Clapton, Rhino Bucket, 
Alice Cooper. Rhino bucket. <laughs> Feed my Frankenstein. Feed my Frankenstein. That was a little different Alice Cooper. Yeah. I'm hungry and I don't want I'm pizza. Bad. I think it's I'm just <laughs> good looking. Yeah. And I don't want pizza. Ooh, yeah. Maybe I was really wrong about this. I this feel like that was third all... eye blind, smash mouth. That was being like more, more pop. That was oh. that had Blink One Eight Two's "Damn It" on. That was like their first pop off. I didn't know that came off of that oh. film. Matt's favorite band, Third Eye Blind, knows the whole. Semi Chamber kind of. Do 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 do. Feeder was on there for some reason. Yes, Matthew Sweet. I liked Matthew Sweet. I loved that. And replacements, and that was like the. I don't. I never knew about the replacements connection to that movie. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> until yeah, now. Can't, yeah. really, can't, can't do it. Can't do it. No. Well, third eye blind. YouTube. Just I'm semi charmed. That's it. Come yeah. on. I'm good. I'm semi charmed. We have yeah. video of you doing in the back seat <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of our car. And when we're people on the road. can consult the video. It's there. Whatever would you want to do? No. No. It's coming over you. That was a band. Okay. Now that's where you need to correct me because I didn't do it right. So you should do it the proper way. That's fine. So just do it wrong. So you'll correct. Spoiler. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was a band I did not, I could not like. That's yeah, sure. you're not yeah, wrong. I yeah. did not. You're not wrong. I mean, I mean that, that jumps into the other category okay. too. Love That's them. a I, did, yeah. I don't love them. I just knew that fucking single. It's so an infectious much. song. Yeah, the sure. Muffs were on the Clueless soundtrack. The Muffs, Luscious Jackson, Radiohead, uh, Lightning Seeds, Smoking Popes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beastie Boys, Boston's, of course. Which Supergrass track is this? This, this, this is Clueless. Clueless. Yeah, 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 Clueless. Clueless had it. Yeah, oh my God, Jill Sobel. Pre, I kissed a girl. I remember. Oh, yeah. And then a uh, Velocity Girl. This, uh, wow. this is this is a, this is fun. This is fun uh, way to date myself. I the, MTV, <laughs> you wish you could, you wish you could fucking wish date, could date yourself, date so, myself hard. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> Chris will never leave in my Chris. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Baby, you wear this mirror on your face while we make love. Uh, but I went to the MTV had a premiere party thing at the beach for Clueless, and Luscious Jackson played. Oh, nice. And I remember being there before Clueless was even really a thing. It just, it was just, it had just come out. Yeah. I mean, it was just about to come out. Right. And Luscious Jackson played. And I think they're in the, they're, they're in like the third season of Pete yeah, and Pete. They yeah. They're in the third season Luscious of Pete Jackson? and Pete. Yeah. They play, well, the, a lot they of play the school were. dance. I mean, fucking Iggy Pop wow. was. No, but I mean, they play the school dance as themselves. Oh, oh Luscious nice. Jackson. As Luscious. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ween was in a Ween. It's Pat movie. It's uh, Pat movie. I don't know if I saw it's Pat movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they play it. The you know, some fun to Netflix later on. So, yes, absolutely. When you're in your hotel, when I'm in my alone. <laughs> Just double feature it with Stuart's family. Semi dressed, watching a Pat movie. With that yeah. rate, or yes, I did. Nice. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> did you tell them I'm going to be here slow. for a month, or did you? Are you like? I did. Oh, let's see how it goes. Oh my God! No, you have to. Otherwise. Yeah, they keep they moving you. Yeah. Well, they keep moving you, but also I think it's even more expensive. I think it's like. They don't go on a daily rate if you're trying to do a month thing. They kind oh, of that's go. good. Oh, that's they save nice you the some money. People. No, a daily rate in a 30 day. Holy man. I don't yeah, even that'd be $90,000. <laughs> that'll be all I cover. Just cover Seems reasonable. <laughs> just 90 mortgages. Uh, yeah, nine yeah. mortgages at least. Yeah. So season three, Salem. <laughs> yeah, please. Four, five, six, and seven. Yeah. <laughs> I think WGN's really, like, they really are doing some really interesting programming because they have that. Um, they have the the, the the atomic bomb series yeah, as Manhattan. well. That's right, Manhattan, yeah. and uh, and then you and I didn't realize that they were doing an underground railroad show. Too. Yeah, it's I mean it's new. I mean we're there. I think about four episodes in um, to, in production uh, on that called Underground, um, and that's also filming in Louisiana, um, in my hometown Baton Rouge. But then they they have another one called The Outsiders, not about. Uh, 
S.E. Hinton's novel. Okay. Um, but, uh, and I think that uh, film's in Pittsburgh, and that just started with a couple of buddies of mine. Um, I feel like, I think it might have like a Sopranos type feel. Um, and they're, they're, they're really putting some good casts together and getting some good shows. So far, if that's their four, then we're clearly on another planet with Salem uh, of just of, the, of being this supernatural sure. know, type show. But historical um, in a way. In a way, yes. There were, we're, there we're, were all witch playing trials. real characters, yes. And what's fun about that first season, too, is we – some of the crazy stories that happened in, on, on, in the first season were uh, things that were told back then. There were things that people believed in back then. Um, people that went on trial, uh, the Bridget Bishop character that I think we did in like, I think it was like the third episode of the first season. Um, that was a real character that was really happening to her. Um, and now she was hung by human beings and not by witches, but you know, that's, that's kind of how we did it. So it's fun to be able to play with the history with that, to try and be as realistic as possible and then just kind of screw with it. Yeah. It is always interesting that to, it, that it never really seemed to occur to any of the people who were who were burning or drowning these witches, like, oh, if they were actually witches, they would uh, light everyone up with dark magic. Wow. Absolutely, and I feel like that was a part of like what they used to. I think in history that they would say if you, you this you would get yourself out of this predicament if like uh, chained up or whatever it might have been if you really. You know, like, like, why don't you use your powers to do this? And then finally it was too late and they drowned or right. burned or whatever the heck it was. And like, it's never a goddamn witch. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> yeah, and and no, no one in the town yeah. was like, God, we're no good at this. Yeah. We just keep burning and right. drowning the wrong but people. But some people well, would say, oh, they, even though they're shackled up, they visited me. Their spirit came and visited me. Right. Like, it, it, it's pure panic in what you can have in this modern world of just, of he said, she said, of, mm-hmm. uh, of just, I guess what you could have happened in the beginning of time. But in this case, it's, I mean, like, if you imagine living in a town and then you, just someone didn't like you yeah. and then said you were, that's yeah. some gnarly shit. You know, that's some crazy yeah. stuff. That's, and and, it, and it, it worked. And obviously we came from power. So it's just in politics of them kind of running the town or running a country. That's what was running the town of, of Salem. Until the governor, I believe, of Boston, a governor of Massachusetts came – to check on what the heck was going on. Very kind of like what the kids were doing in Lord of the Flies or just Mm -hmm. like, just, and then all of a sudden the way that book ends and the movie ends of the captain suddenly like, what in the hell are you guys, you know, what's going on? Or even, or even children of children of the corn. Uh, Just, I always remember the scenes with like Linda Hamilton and Peter Horton when they're like, what are you doing to the kids? Well, the blue man tried to do that. You know what happened to him? Well, yeah. He who walks behind the rose garden. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's it's like one of those things where, you know, <laughs> until that governor came, they, they just were running the asylum, inmates running the asylum. Yeah. God damn and it. And it was real. <laughs> That's what's crazy, that that wasn't fantasy. That the, that there really wasn't – I mean, like, it, it's funny to have the, the idea of like, oh, well, you know, we're, there's due process. We're having a trial. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not... Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's right. like, you know, we're having a trial to see if you're a communist. Are you a communist? I right. don't want to answer. We're, you're a communist. We're having communist. a trial to right. see if yeah. this communist is a communist. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. What was that, communist? Yeah. No, I didn't even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like commie talk over yeah. there. <laughs> Free coffee and donuts. That sounds like But, you know, you said there should be Bagel Thursdays for right, the right. company. <laughs> Free bagels for everybody? Come yes. Yeah. Let's have a trial. It's not going to work here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you do in your off time? Do you, are you, 
Uh, are you doing something? Are you working on something else at the moment? Or are you going to take some time? I would imagine. Is, my guess is that your schedule's pretty fucked up when you're down there shooting. Because yeah, uh, are you like six days on, one day off? This year was very easy, actually, for me. I can't complain. Janet Montgomery, the lead, our, our lead actress, she was uh, put through the ringer this season. In the in the in the first season, we. All of the characters were in the town of Salem, and you were getting to know, if you're the viewer, you were getting to know the, you know, the plot, the premise, the characters, um, the trials were happening and things like that. But at the very end of that first season, we kind of blow up the story and um, make it uh, get larger than the actual town of Salem. So a character sent off to Boston. That Throw we, in Danvers. We, we, yeah. We start to, <laughs> we start to uh, add uh, the, the Native American tribes, French, French, uh, the French and Indian Wars we start to talk about. And uh, poor Janet, Mary Sibley's character, was literally left alone in Salem almost by herself. So she had her scenes. She had to, like, talk to everyone. For me, I'm a recluse in season two. It takes me a while to come back and hunt her down and try and kill all these witches because that was the, that was the whole point for John Alden was he becomes this kind of almost supernatural witch hunter in a weird way to, to, to uh, rid his town of, uh, of witches. So I'm always hiding in season two. So I could work a day a week. Oh, wow. That's then nice. sometimes two days a week. Get my butt kicked in those days, but then I couldn't complain about them because, as you know, I was, if I would, like, was leaving the set, it was just like, oh, my God, it was exhausting. And then I'd see you know, the poor actresses who were just like de- dealing with so much work five days a week, six days a week. Sometimes I was like, all right, maybe I should stop. <laughs> it's not that bad. I'm going to go back to my house. I'll be at the Stray Cats. See you guys later. I'll be at Stray Cats, yes. <laughs> I'll be at, yeah, Raising Cane's. Eating my chicken fingers. <laughs> are you done? Are you so you're done now? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know if you're going to go back, or are you are you just taking some time to relax? I mean, I think it's all of the above. Um, we we are you know supposed to be. We just found out that we're doing a, another panel at Comic Con, so we're oh, excited good. about that. Um, which we're assuming means we're picked up for a season three. Uh, the ratings have been very good um, and and better this year. Um, so we feel like it's a no brainer. We just, and we've kind of been told without being told, we haven't made it official yet, but, um, I don't know what that means. So with w- whatever WGN visited you in a dream. Yes. <laughs> it might, just me. Yeah. Um, but You're no, they, picked up. they, uh, yeah, well, we also, we had our creator, um, Brandon Braga, uh, who is one of the uh, producers, creators of the show. He directed the final episode of season two and, pretty much alluded to, you know, we're going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Um, so we, if we know that, then it's still a long time off because it's cable, which is kind of one of the brilliances sure. things of, of cable of being Braga wrote, episodes. Uh, Timescape, my favorite episode of Star oh, Trek. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Mr. Mr. Trek. I was not a Star Trek guy. Get in. So. Get in now. It's it's get in now. Late. Is it not? It's Netflix. not too late. Wouldn't no. that just destroy my life? It's there. Yes. On Netflix. The amount of work You're I would have hotel. to do. What are you going to yeah. do? You're gonna wait I got 30 days to get up 30 days to do that on, on every single thing. You you know, we're talking Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to Trek it. Are we talking Kirk? Are we talking I say jump in. Season three next gen. You're good. Jump in there! Wow, really? Right yeah. in the middle, season three. You'll you'll figure out who's who. Mm. Yeah, who's whom? Who's whom? Sa- yes, Salem, yeah. Salem's one of a show that because uh, I moderate a lot of panels at Comic Con and, mm-hmm. and I'm in this sort of luxury position of like I sort of get to pick and choose the ones that I want to. And yeah, I, and I and so I had said like you know these are the shows that I'm watching and Salem was on that list. So if awesome. if they if they asked me to when I was available, I would I would love to moderate that panel. Oh, that'd be a blast! The show's really yeah. the show's. 
show's really fun and uh, thank you thank and fu- you. and fun and fucked up in a in a fun way. That's what we we you know it's it's one of the things that we try to <laughs> to do per episode. It's it's not we're, we're trying to tell a unique and interesting story and at the same time know what genre you are and right. and, and so they've they've thought of some of the most the, the creepiest weirdest. Uh, torture devices, uh, scare tactics, whatever as, as the, the story with, well, paying homages to a lot of films too. We had that box, the Malum, which I felt I have a, I had a scene, which is a lot of fun for me because I'm a big horror fan, um, of trying to open the box and it felt very much like Hellraiser. Hellraiser. You know, we had that, we had that evil dead moment where the kind of dead came back to life from the blood. And, you know, uh, to me, I was just like, this is, this is awesome. <laughs> like, it's I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. If we have that, then we're truly copying. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then we have even more of that in the second season. So it's, it's something that we know we have to do, but once you do it well, you got to keep upping the ante and that can be kind of difficult. So, so far I feel like we've accomplished that in the first two seasons. The thing that I really enjoy about the show is that it's, it's, Kind of, and I and I mean this as a hundred percent compliment. Like it's 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 light, fucked up fun in the sense that there are some episodes like it's like you get through a Game of Thrones or you know or Walking Dead, and then afterwards you're just like, oh fuck, I just need like a minute. I need a minute to recover, right? Because right. I am emotionally disturbed, <laughs> and there are fucked up things that happen in Salem. But it's just, but it's fun. It's like really, it's it's more in the spirit of fun. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a great way of putting it, and I don't know. Why or how that would work, but I have to agree. I mean, uh, b- I'm a big fan of of Game of Thrones and Walking Dead as well. And um, yeah, it's when I watch or when I've when I've talked to people. One of the cool things that we have going on in Treeport is uh, the the background. The extras that we have on this show are have to be the best extras of all time. It's incredible. They are citizens of our Salem. They are incredibly passionate, strange, lovable, wacky characters. Um, that we have to keep using because it's a small town and obviously you're going to use the same background. And what they started to do is um, throw us Salem Sundays parties uh, at the Stray Cat. Um, and uh, the entire background would take over the bar. Like any, there was like no local, like you had to be a part of Salem essentially to go into this bar on a Sunday to watch it. And it was a great bonding experience. And I That's think with really that, nice. really it was really cool. And I've never been a part of anything like that uh, on a weekly, you know, kind of basis. And they, you could see their reactions. And their reactions is kind of like what you were saying. It was it was excitement, uh, a little scared, but kind of excited for that scary thing to happen, right? Or to even have a death happen, or something like that. It's kind of strange. But what when watching Walking Dead or Game of Thrones or something, it's a little feels a bit more tragic, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it just it's it's just emotionally scarring, and and right. I need I need shows that are. I mean, I like a show that has fucked up things that happen, but but still sort of like, oh, but it's mm. it's kind of cool and it's fun yeah. and not right. like... Right, right. And, and I also think right. it's rad that... Um, and I think one of the beauties about working in a town like Shreveport or a small town is that, you know, I'm sure when you're working in Toronto, it's like, oh, it just scatters because it's a big city and you could, you could go to New York. Or you Absolutely. Could, you could yeah. go, you know, yeah. you, you, there's a million things to do. But you're really... It seems like you're forced to be a community, which is good. Yes, yes. I agree. I completely – I mean, I mean, being in Toronto, you know, the first season – I know the first season of Nikita, you know, it's a big city. 
thankfully, because we're there for nine months out of the year. It's a long time. Um, but and you have your sports teams, your, your restaurants, your music scene, all those things that you can do. Um, and we got very close on Nikita and bonded together for that, for that first season and that second season. But when you go into the third and you go into the fourth and suddenly you have your own friends and you're kind of doing your own thing and you have to like schedule a cast or crew <laughs> dinner. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll be free in a couple months. Um, whereas in Shreveport, you're like, I'm, I'm not doing anything besides, <laughs> besides working. I'm just, there's not, there's not, cause it's a smaller town. There's just not as much. Um, and it does, um, breed a stronger sense of camaraderie and family. And that, is actually a, a, a very good thing. And it's been, uh, it's the, the town has just, you know, welcomed us and they've, they've been phenomenal. Um, like they're already, it was, it was this, this year being back for like, I guess 48 hours, uh, this year was, tr- it was sadder <laughs> leaving because it was one of those things where you're like, Oh God, I'm, we're still getting messages and like, well, you're going to come back to the local coffee shop to that stray cat or to Rhino coffee was like the coffee that we always went to. And you know, like your one breakfast spot and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, well, we'll see you in January. The yeah. town won't have changed. <laughs> I'm sure you'll still be there. Unless yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. town, you know, like in, uh, in uh, in Sonoy, which is like near where Walking Dead shoots, like the, okay. the the town that was the governor's town, yeah, is has been has been been slowly transforming over the years. It's like it's, it's starting like Walking Dead paraphernalia, like come uh, see all the you know. So Shreve, so Shreveport it could end up being like the new Salem. <laughs> well, it's it's a similar thing because the town that we actually built to be Salem, which is really a real working set, it's incredible is it not in Shreveport proper it's 40 minutes outside so I don't know what will happen to that when the show ends eventually they can't I mean it's like a town we literally build on someone's uh, private real land. witches will move huh. in what do you I mean, well, it's like it's, Pioneer it'll Town be, it's, it'll, be, it'll be like Pioneer Town out in like uh, Palm Desert where it's like it was like a living set um, that they built for just old western movies mm-hmm. and then like like the the studios that had that built it stopped using it and then people just moved in and started bars and like uh, started living in this weird little old west town. So That's now it's like an awesome. old old west town, and they have like Pappy old, and Harriet's is yeah. like a bar. That's right. I keep hearing about that. Yeah, place. they they've yeah. been having yeah. shows there. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like just people moved in and took it over, and now it actually just it looks like an old west town that actually exists. That would be a trip. Yeah, I mean, I, you could send a bunch of cosplayers to just live there as right. Salemites. Oh yeah. God. Well, we already have them. I think. Yeah, <laughs> we really do. They're they're on set every day. You know, it's uh, it is a trip. I mean, and but also it's a very easy production in the sense of you got two locations. You know, all of our interiors on a soundstage, and then we go there forty minutes away. So it's you you know where you're going. It's never going to change because it's a period piece. So you're never going to suddenly be in downtown Treeport shooting around the corner of a you know. Uh, Chase Bank, right? You know, it's like it's just not going to happen. So, um, oh, third season flash forwards, it's happened before. Has <laughs> it happened before? That's a flash forward. That's right a flash there. forward. Jump, just jump way, yeah, way, way. Same character. Brandon Braga knows yeah, his yeah. way around a time travel. That's story. very true. Well, there you go. That's true. Yeah, saying that's true. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> oh man! Or you could just have. It'd be re- it'd be really fun, just like in the background. You have Data and Jordy, yes, with the tricorder, yes, just in the background. Walk past. Yes, don't reference it. You never talk about it. I have to have him hear that. We got it. We got. Oh, that would be to do f- that. Freaking phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you do that if oh, you could do that? God, especially on the last episode we just did. Dorn would do it. Dorn would yeah. do it. I think Spiner would do it. I think Will would probably do it. That'd be so funny. Oh just, my god, that'd be great! Just an away team, just for a second. Yeah. Well, you have period you... garb, but have tricorders because that's what they would do. 
They would they, be in period guard. Because they'd have to be in period guard <laughs> to fit in. Have to fit in. No, don't you think? I feel like they just beam down. And then they realize that No, they'd know what's happening. The in advance, they would scan. know. All right. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's awesome. And then Picard would just go, you know, mid-17th century civilian clothing and right. then head to the transporter room. And Patrick Stewart would and totally boom. fit in. Except oh, that, I mean, well, except, Picard except the bald head would definitely make him well, stand Well, he'd out. have a wig, you know. Yeah, like, okay, have, so he'd have, have a period, okay, okay, period okay, wig. All right, awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see him in that wig. <laughs> and, then, and then he'd be able to. They'd be able to basically use Star Trek. They'd be able to use the Federation technology to create the illusion that witchcraft is real. They'd be able to <laughs> nice. To be able Holy. to beam in and out and levitate objects. And, Maybe it's a different Salem planet. You know, they found their way to an alternate dimension. To set up a duck planet. line to observe. You Are know? you listening to this, Braga? I know. I was gonna say. I need me to write it. I will. I mean, we'll do always... one episode, just a bonus episode. <laughs> I always thought it'd be really <laughs> fun to take a like show. That. That for a bunch of seasons you think is one genre, and then all of a sudden you realize that it that, that there's a larger shell that's a that it just jumps genres and it's a completely different. Do, is there a lot of is is there any history with that? I don't I, think no, not really. I think because I know there's a lot of surprise endings, right? Like you know, I think audiences would be furious. I, I, I think yeah. audiences would be really mad. They're tough enough with I liked Lost, and I know that there was a lot of people that were not happy with the ending of Lost, right? Uh, you know that. Which you never really knew what the heck was going on with that, too. I still just like the potential Tyrannosaurus Rex possibility in the beginning, first episode or something, <laughs> ripping yeah. through the through, through the plane. But like you know, just th- there are a lot of possibilities that they do. Didn't Saint Elsewhere snow globe end with the snow globe? Yeah, I mean that's some that's snow club, some, snow club with the to, uh, to with the, the, the audio with the autistic child. Yeah, yeah. And what was interesting about that is that you could tie a bunch of other television universes together and say that they were, because of the producers of that show and because of people who had guest starred, that all these other shows were actually just projections of this child's imagination. And they're all disconnected by Detective Munch. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I mean, I think that that's, well, it takes... A lot of courage to do that, but... uh, (laughs) And also a lot of, like... uh, But you can do that. Yeah, get, yeah. get Salem into the... St- I mean, look, I mean, we got... Yeah, I'm you got BB it. on it, so you can do that. It could all just be taking place in that holographic cube that uh, Picard had on his desk that he My put God, Moriarty, what Moriarty a in. What uh, that would be. And I'll just... Anyway, forget it. Anyway, we don't want to spoil like, anything. Uh, uh, no, uh, like, well, you know, because... Three. By the way, this is season three. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching... Right. I've been watching... Um, when they gel. I, I watched the first few episodes of Wayward Pines, which is a pretty, pretty cool show. Okay, I've not seen it yet. Yeah. And... And they're starting to lay out. It, it, it's definitely like a weird. Um, it, it, it has elements of lost in, in the sense that there's this kind of larger thing going on. Okay. This larger, weird, kind of intangible conspiracy thing going on. And, you know, what I was saying to my girlfriend was like, okay, you know, they're, they're leading, the, the writers are leading us down a path. And I hope that there is forethought. That mm-hmm. has gone into how this is going, at least some way, how it's going to resolve, and not just let's just throw a bunch of weird shit. We'll get people hooked in, and at the end, we'll be like, I don't know, I don't know. Did you enjoy yourself? You, you figure yeah. it out, yeah. right? Yeah, you know yeah. that's that's where I, where I got burned a couple times by American Horror Story. I'm like, oh, this is so in- intriguing, and then at the end, I'm like. Why do you know you? It's your job to tell me what the fuck is going on. Right. No, no, I don't want. Point. I are, I could just imagine stuff by myself. If without you me. know how the show ends, please <laughs> write in. Need to do it. Yeah, right. Don't, that, don't that leave is it all out there. You're that like, is fucking true. Wrap that shit up. Well, I, I I enjoyed the first season of Leftovers, so I'm hoping. Have you seen that one? I haven't. I know. Okay. I know the show, but I haven't so seen I'm it yet. So I'm hoping that has ultimately. No, they're never going to explain what happens to the people. 
They're, just, they're not? Like they said that from the get-go. Did what? They really? Yeah, in the book, it never explains. Why didn't it. I know you before this? <laughs> this is not that I, I quit immediately. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like really? uh, they say, like, it was, you know, because it was Damon Lindelof, so everyone was like very suspect. Right. And he's like, hey, it's, right, right exactly, off the yeah. back, I just got to let you know, it's never explained. Because ah. the source material never explains it. So the show will never do it. Well, let me just tell you, Star Trek wraps everything up real nice. Does it really? Yeah. Sort of. All good things? No. That's the best finale ever. You know what else does? We t- we're still next ger- generation. <laughs> Entourage wraps everything up. No, it doesn't. It sure does. Braga Road. Yeah. Dream large, Braga. live larger. <laughs> Dream large, live larger. <laughs> I'll watch Wayward Pines if they recast Matt with Kevin Dillon. There you go. <laughs> Bring in yes. the other. The other Dillon. That's Bring the other it Dillon. around. Bring it around. <laughs> Bringing it all the way around. Well done. Oh, my. Well, we're, like, in an hour. Like, we, we just burned through an hour. Did and we really? Are? Yeah, we did. Nice. Oh, you're so nice, too. It was really nice. You know, because I... I love... I mean, no. I, I love this. This is, this is fun. I'm, I'm so glad. Be, I'm so, so glad, because you probably... I'm, well, I guess now it's been probably a few weeks, but I know that you guys did an onslaught to PR, and we were trying to... We're trying to squeeze right. into your schedule like about a month ago. Or yeah, it was so. about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just and occurred to me, uh, Data and Jordy would be the most noticeable people to throw in Salem. <laughs> 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 we have to do this now. You know, the, but you, you can't start him. Data. You can't drown him either. That's so. right. There's a wedge. Oh, okay. There's a wedge. <laughs> what could he? Listen, I'm just saying. Uh, no, no, I like Braga. This. Do it. Come on, Braga. Well, what do you so? Where's what, my phone? What, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think their ultimate mission would be? Just to go down and I, I think you just do so it yeah, in the just, background and never explain their it's mission. It's never explained. Never explain their mission. I just think you just do it. So that's just a very that'll be a very easy filming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One they, weird day. Basically, they side. should come yeah. around a corner, look right to the camera, never say, it, and then back <laughs> away really quick. It could even, be a, it could even be a close up that they're yeah, not yeah, even yeah, tied yeah, into everything else. Yeah. Beam out right you don't away. even see the beam. You just hear the faint beam out noise in the background. Oh, that's amazing. There wouldn't be a magical noise when they were beaming. Listen, was there a met? There was uh, like a like an aura. Yeah, right. yeah. There yeah. was like an aura. It was just their their molecules would just. Maybe uh, that's their internal screams from being disassembled, <laughs> being ripped apart, <laughs> and then forcibly reassembled yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. That was a good Galaxy Quest there. Yeah. Oh, so that good! Was, I was just, I was just thinking that just God now. Damn it! Yeah. That's that's phenomenal. I They're love doing that. a Galaxy yeah. Quest TV show. Nice. Oh, really? Yeah, I read that. Nice. Uh, different cast. I, I assume. Guess. Well, the yeah. one of them's in a wheelchair now. The black guy. What? What? Dougie yeah. Fresh. Right? Isn't oh, that Dougie no. Fresh? No. Oh, it's uh, what's his name? It's um. He was really funny, and he was yeah. like in a, like a few movies in a row where yeah, he, was and he was in. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's funny because it's like, like our yeah, friend of ours, Mel, now. like he'll do this thing where he's always like, "Why haven't I seen that guy in something?" And then he researches it, and it's never. A good story, and then he lets can never have like, a friend Remember do that the guy anymore. from the thing? Oh, he loves being the the, the yeah. messenger. Oh, no. Yeah, he does it Darryl, like he's done it so many times. Daryl Mitchell. Mitchell. Daryl Mitchell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, I wonder where that shoots. Probably Los Angeles. It actually <laughs> shoots in New Orleans. Oh, good for them. Yeah, good yeah. for them. Apparently. Why do you think they came up with the idea of shooting a show that's based in New Orleans? I always like hated, like, I would always see the CSI when I was downtown. Here it is. I would always see the CSI in New York people shooting downtown LA. I'm like, paralyzed from the waist down in a motorcycle accident in November 2001. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, it's great that he's working. Yeah. Of course he's he's working. He's good. And then the year after that accident, he was in the country, Disney's the Country Bears. Oh, it was right prior to his accident. Well, wait, two years. (laughs) 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 Yeah. 
What trivia are you looking for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this Wikipedia? This yeah, not, the Google machine. I would love an yeah, yeah. episode where Jonah just looks through someone's IMDb page and then makes up trivia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was part of a hip-hop group from the 80s known as uh, uh, Groove Be Chill. Is that true? What the name? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Seconds later, oh, he did that. Fuck, I think I'm going to say it's not true. Not true? No, I'm going to say not true. I'm going oh. to say it's true. I'm going to say it's true. I'm going to say it's true because uh, Jonah is not that racist. Like, <laughs> gonna say. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it, it is true. Oh, yeah. Part of a hip-hop group from the 80s known as Groove Be Chill. Groove hey, Be Chill. Uh, pitch that in the room. At uh, IMDb trivia, IMDb trivia uh, for at midnight. Okay, a game, an either or game. Yeah, give a real and a fake piece of trivia from the IMDb site. That's they have to say which one. There you go. Idea. That is a good. Idea. Not right in there anymore, but I'll just throw it out anytime. All right, no, listen, <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you individually for that, like, that one. For that one joke right now. <laughs> one joke. It's a whole thing. Bucks. Forty dollars. Two twenties. Two twenties. Can I get a couple tens? Yeah, I just need a couple tens. Well, it's really good to see you, man. And and I hope that I hope I hope. Well, maybe I'll see you down at Comic Con, and if uh, if if they let me uh, do that panel, but if not, yeah. then the next time that I come up, that would be awesome. Shane, it's Chris. Well, no, I remember that for sure, for sure. Well, yes. it's hard because especially at Comic Con, you're you're seeing so many people at one time, absolutely, and your brain gets a little scrambled, and then people are coming up to you that like, hey, and you don't, yeah. you just don't know, you don't know. So, it's, well, I'd always been a fan of you, of your work, and and also being like I. Watch singled out a lot. Oh my gosh! Like, House of a Thousand Corpses left. Nice. But um, so I'd always, I mean, I'd always been well aware and big Walking Dead fan. So I watched Talking Dead and things like you know. So um, for me to to do this show was an absolute pleasure. Man, so, it's good to yeah, see you, yeah. and uh, I hope you, I hope you enjoy your month at the hotel. <laughs> I, I better. You know what? I better. What? Uh, because yeah. I'm spending the money. I'm yeah, better. seriously. Yeah, right? um, so yeah, me too. There be <laughs> fucking mint on that pillow. <laughs> <laughs> There's been one mint on that damn pillow. Uh, they don't do mints at this hotel. Oh, yeah. man. No. Not even for a monther? Just, no, just baguettes. For a monther. For a monther. A monther. You join the like monther's club. A monther. That's a, hey, guys, I'm a monther. What are you, a dare? You're yeah. points for this. Yeah. A dare? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get so Scum. many fucking yeah, hotels.com yeah. free nights. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, let's hope so. Um, someday down the line, just three actually, just three, <laughs> ten nights. Can, are, are there places on uh, are there places online that people should uh, seek you and say hi or? Um, nah. All right, you know, I just do. I mean, I do. Uh, I mean, Twitter, a little Instagram, bit Twitter. Uh, but uh, I'm not really. You know, I don't know. I'd love to be more honest and upfront on social media, but I'm getting trouble. Yeah, so no, I kind of have to, uh, kind of have to stay away. I'm thinking about starting some fake ones just to uh, be able to do my own um, true beliefs about things. Just fun. Oh um, yeah, it's a lot of fun because um, it's always fun to do with friends. But yeah, uh, yeah it's can't, call it can't... Jew beliefs. No, that's not Jew beliefs. Re- no, no, I don't think you want to call it a why. No, I just That'd be don't a lot think. Of fun. No, these are my Jew beliefs. These no, <laughs> did you go to a jubilee? Oh. <laughs> It's a nice Love way to jubilee. Matt's uh, marrying a Jewish lady, so uh, he's going okay. to become Jewish. Way yeah, we're not really Jewish. sure what the reason for marrying a Jewish girl was. <laughs> <laughs> we think, <laughs> we think it okay. might be to make jokes and be, have everyone <laughs> be, be okay. okay with it. Yeah, 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 just yeah. You're doing this as, as a safety, safety net. As yeah. soon as we have kids, I got oh. Jewish kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. My kids are Jewish. <laughs> That's right. It's a good fallback plan. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Should we uh, end on a Groove B Chill song? 
Yeah, I've seen oh, no other way to yeah. end this podcast other than ending that. That or Candlebox. This is a, a Groove Beat <laughs> Chill. Not even no, ironically. Like, like, no, no. It's a mix. <laughs> I bet you it's good. I'm, I'm already like, in. You're like... Nineties? Did we say? No, it's gonna be eighties. It's eighties. Really? Well, it's about that time for us to get off. Look up the rattle, you'll get set in your saddle. I like this. I'll mix it with cannabis. Yeah, you. Left me far behind. <laughs> well, the outfits are on point. And, yep, that's it. Thanks, Bobby Brown. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, thanks, Bobby Brown. Thank you. Hammer. I got some hammer pants on this. Oh, my God. Hammer pants and hammer vests. And hammer shorts, apparently. Give me oak tree. Oh. Yeah, I have to get this in I took a single. Get it now. It just looks like you can only ever have one song on it at a time. It looks like you said. Yeah. All right. Enjoy your burrito, everybody. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me DJ and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.